Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. Emily tried to just start willy-nilly without any warning, and then we had some technical difficulties. So, like, I wasn't looking at you. I wasn't paying attention. And then all of a sudden, you're like, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, <laughs> we've started. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought you were ready. I mean, I was, but, like, I wasn't paying attention. So, all of a sudden, you were just going, and I was like, all right, <laughs> guess we've started. Whoops. It's fine. Didn't realize. No worries. That's um, funny. We're back, obviously. We hope you guys had a good new year. Um, a great Christmas. Or, or whatever holiday you holiday, celebrate. Yeah. I Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting more of like a story there. <laughs> it was it was, I, it was pretty chill for me. I didn't drink, so Wow. On New Year's, yeah. That is pretty chill for you. I mean, you did end up coming home that night, so... Yeah, I, I drove. hope you hadn't had anything to drink. Drove home around, like, 2 a.m. or something. Damn, you were still alert at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, and I even stayed up later and, like, wrote some of my goals and stuff for 2024. I love that for you. Just felt like a good time to do it. Yeah. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Quiet, peaceful time, you know, start of the new year. Mm-hmm. Why not? I love yep. that. And you were in South Dakota. Yes, ma'am. This whole seven and a half hour drive, one direction. It's terrible. Yeah. It's the worst part about that. Like, so I hadn't been back, I want to say in two years, because last year my friend Emmeline and I did something else. We were in northern Minnesota with her parents and whatever. And it has grown a lot since I've been there. They have like a Casey's now and they have a couple more restaurants. A Casey's? I know. It was a big deal. I was like, wait, when did that show up? And they're like, oh, I don't know, within the last like year or so. I was like, no way. And now they're building. So my best friend is on the, she's the city planner in Pier. So she knows all the stuff that's coming in because people have to get like permits and whatever to like build. And so she was telling us about this really cool new, like, hotel slash apartment slash... They're getting a Starbucks. Holy moly. There's not a single Starbucks in that town. There is a Caribou, though, so I bet Caribou's pooping their pants. <laughs> I feel like you're either diehard Starbucks or you're diehard Caribou. I feel like it won't really sway. I'm Yeah, I suppose. Most people. So, yeah, and they've got this cool, like, science center thing for kids to, like, run around and play in and... So it was a good time. We had we had fun. Um, and then we went to like an old house that was built in like the early 1900s um, for a party. And it was fun. It was a good time. Cool. <laughs> and then we had really uh, good podcasting right there. Just like, <laughs> <Sorry>. complete <laughs> silence as Emily <laughs> stared into the void. What were you looking at? No, I was trying to think of uh, what I should. Well, honestly, I was trying not to say um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens <laughs> my brain just like computes for like <laughs> it, just, it was like you know the spinning pinwheel like, yeah, on, like, a, on a mac that's what i just watched happen literally what was happening face. in my head because i didn't want to say it <laughs> but i also didn't know like, what that's to hilarious. transition into because i was just gonna talk about um shit <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting to see if you realized you'd said it whatever i'll just move but, along know, we're doing our best folks <laughs> new year same mm. podcast <laughs> yeah. 
I like I saw a thing that said um, new year new me and just because I said new me doesn't mean that it's better me mm. it just means new so yeah. that could really mean anything <laughs> I guess I could say uh, if you've watched Saltburn please let me know it's Emily's Facebook. new Roman Empire I just really need to talk to people about it and <laughs> I've already I only know two people who well that's a lie I've known three people who've watched it and I've already talked about it with them, so now I need new people to talk about it with. She, she and I saw each other on Friday for the first time in like a week and a half, basically. That's what it felt like. Probably about a week. But after, you know, being together every day for the holidays, it's like not going for a while is weird. But she said, have you watched Saltburn? And I was like, no. And then we I've been here helping her paint her house. And she asked me, have you watched Saltburn? And I was like no whoops i forgot i asked you on friday (laughs) so it's emily's new roman empire so if anybody wants to talk about it on our facebook group please let her know should i start a salt burn like thread that we can all just (laughs) chat about uh it's very interesting so yeah um and also speaking of the podcast group on facebook we got spammed by a bunch of people that did not feel like real accounts um I would say in like four days, there was probably 15 to 20 that tried to join the group. Are you saying we just didn't have an influx of... Unfortunately, no, because <laughs> I like went and looked at all of their profiles because I was like, this is weird. We usually, you know, we'll get one or two occasionally, but I'm pretty good at staying on top of it and like getting people in. Uh, and all of a sudden we had like seven in a row and I was like, this is weird. So I looked at all their profiles. They felt like spam. If I missed anybody's spam ones, like, I apologize. If they were not spam, please try and join the group again. You will have to answer questions now, and you will have to agree to, like, our terms and conditions or whatever. Like, you know, don't be an asshole. And if you're in the group, like, don't, no MLMs, no stuff like that. So just your basic, like, agreements um, to be in the group. So... If anybody out there did try to join and I declined you, it's because your account looks fake. And I did not want a bunch of fake people in our group. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, should we get into it? Might as well. Okay. So kind of interesting. I don't know if you know, realize this, but I'm in Michigan again and you're in Missouri again. I honestly, here's the fun thing about me. The minute I do my podcast, it leaves my brain. I do not have the space yeah. to keep. So I'm like, it's really mad at me every time we set up because we have our own colored microphones and mine is apparently pink and hers is apparently blue, but they're oh, both it is like, not apparently it is. That is how it's been <laughs> for the past literally Almost three years. Three years we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> so, but I always forget which one is mine because pink and blue are both my favorite colors. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I was like, no, I'm dead serious. I don't remember because it literally, like, it's in my brain for, like, four minutes. If we put this stuff away and took it out tomorrow, I would probably not remember again. Moral of the story <laughs> is we're both in our same states that we were in last episode. Yeah, I did not remember really, that. The, like, I feel like that never happens. No. Because I not. feel like we always, well, apparently you don't, but I always <laughs> try to go different. I think to myself, where have I been recently? Do I remember? I feel like I was in Ohio not that long ago, so I won't do Ohio again. I really just went to my podcast list and just picked one is really what happened for me. So so I'm back in Michigan. All right. 
And I'm doing a cult. Ooh, yeah. shut up. Yeah, so. I haven't done a cult in a hot minute. I know. That's because they're. They're hard. Yeah, they're they're hard. There's not that many of them. And right. I feel like we've done all the big ones. So now right. it's kind of just the smaller ones that don't really have as much information. So this one might be a little bit shorter for me, but that's okay. My last one was pretty long. Well, so. I have, a, I do have a request for you. Do you want me to say it? Because you're really good at the really big ones. And I know I've already talked to you about the MLM mm-hmm. stuff, but there's one other one. Okay. But you might not want to do it. Okay. Scientology. Is But is that min, like... They have them in the Midwest. Yeah, so I guess... So that's kind of how I justify because there's, there's another one that, like, one of the leaders was from the Midwest. I guess I did the... And I'm thinking about um, doing that one. Like Warren, whatever the frick his name was. Yeah. And that wasn't really Midwestern, but... I mean, we'll th- I'll think about it. Okay. Because they're, they're kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> but you're just so good at, like, the really big ones. Yeah. And I'm... I don't have enough attention to detail sometimes. So. I just, I think the difference is I write, like, physically write mine out, whereas you do more bullet points. Yeah. So I feel like I sometimes get a little bit more into the detail. You write yours like a, a like an a essay. Par- like a, yeah. Yeah, like a book report, basically. Oh, Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> um, I'd like a book report on your, on your latest book, please. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't. I think yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm doing um, the House of Judah, which I hadn't heard of. Me either. So the House of Judah was formed in the 1960s and was ran by cult leader William A. Lewis, who was a quote-unquote prophet from Chicago who gained popularity and followers through his radio program and classes that he ran. But he really wanted to organize a community for his followers. He believed that African Americans were actually the Judaic people described in the Old Testament. William called his followers, quote, black Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite Jews, end quote. That's it, a really long description. Yeah. <laughs> it was estimated that the House of Judah had about 100 members, most of them also being from the Chicago area. The group acquired 22 acres of land outside the small town of Lakato, Michigan, which is located west of Kalamazoo, and they formed a camp for all their members to live together. Everyone lived in mobile homes on the camp property, and every single one was painted with blue and white stripes. I don't know why, (laughs) but... Interesting. That's what they chose. The road leading to the camp was unpaved and lined with signs that quoted biblical phrases um the group didn't give local law enforcement any problems typically uh, they were often described as quiet and secluded so it's not like you know the police were being called there every other weekend or for what habit right they just kind of seem to mind their own business yeah the group did followers <laughs> were supposed to follow a strict set of religious rules, and if any of these rules were broken by any member, they were subject to beatings. Great. The beatings were justified, according to William, because the scriptures allow for corporal punishment. Hmm. According to him, anyone who was older than two who broke the rules or disobeyed received a quote-unquote whooping. This meant receiving two to seventy licks from a switch or Holy a shit. 
or a wooden board called Big Mac by adults in the cult. Usually it was the parents. It was mainly children who were... Which is not surprising. Yeah, beaten. Um, and it, it was usually the parents of the children who were in charge of the punishments. But if the parents were unwilling to do it or unable to, there was a backup system in place. And Great. That, yeah, just to make sure. The back, that backup system was that William would have one of the cult's biggest members <gasps> punish them instead. Oh, my God. So you basically are like, okay, either I beat the shit out of my kid or I watch this giant, giant. human beat the shit out of my kid. Yeah. So it's a lose-lose situation. Literally. Ugh. Uh, he allegedly also told Allegion County Deputy Medical Examiner Kenneth Kratzer that, quote, you have to chastise your children to get to heaven, end quote. Okay. Okay. There's better ways to do that than beating them with a board or a switch. Right. Just saying. Right. I'm pretty sure that a chastisation from our mother is a look. Oh, for real. God, the worst. I feel like most moms have a look. Oh, absolutely. They do. And And our mom's is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't gotten that in a long time. Thank God. But I used to get it a lot. I think in... I feel like in middle school or high school, you probably got it the most. Oh, probably. Yeah. But she and I fought the most because you just like, you wouldn't fight back with her and I would fight back. Yeah, you'd fight back and I would, well, she would give me the look and I would just shit my pants immediately. (laughs) Except for after Natalie's birthday party, that that one was. To be fair, that was college. (laughs) That's true. That is, you're right. You're right. They, what was I going to say? Shoot. It literally just went out of my mind. I hate that. Yeah. It'll come back. It will. (laughs) Speaking of children, of course, the House of Judah had plenty of them living there. As a closed community, the easiest way for William to grow his congregation was to obviously have more followers born into the cult. It was said that William prohibited birth control between couples who lived at the camp. And although no marriage license were found recorded in the county, he was known to perform ceremonies that would link men and women together, so they would do their own sort of hmm. marriage ceremonies, I guess. I mean, I guess that's not that weird. No. I, it could be weirder. Oh, way weirder. Um, and that does make sense, because like, it always confuses me, like with House of David, how it was like, no sex, you know, like no kids. Yeah. So then how how do you continue your cult if you don't have children you know i guess they just <laughs> recruited people from other places but you i mean cost of david is basically extinct now yeah, because they didn't yeah you know former members of the cult said that william would tell them to quote be fruitful and multiply which i fucking hate that's, that's pretty gross <laughs> saying like be fruitful hey be fruitful disgusting <laughs> In four years, 26 babies were born at the House of Judah to 16 different women, which nearly tripled the rate of children born in Allegian County. Damn. Yeah. Now, even though William wanted his followers to be fruitful and multiply, you had to say it again. Yeah, sorry. He still charged the new mothers between $250 to $300 for each kid. Then these were like midwife fees. Oh, I was like, what? Which included a wooden birthing stool and a midwife. Wow. No. Definitely uh, worth it. Well, yeah. You know, this. When I first read this, I was like, that's bullshit. And then I thought, well, how much does it cost to have a child in 
Like if you were to go to a hospital. Oh, oh my God. Way more yeah. than that. Oh yeah. I'm not saying I would want this, but just saying. <laughs> now I'm sure you're wondering how they afforded this fee because I mean, they didn't work. Well, uh, William encouraged his followers to apply for welfare from the county. Oh. So each family was getting roughly like $330 every two weeks. Now, with that $330, they did need to put 10% into camp collection, which was used to fix things like the roads and for fees to cover the profits public ex- public appearances. <laughs> Fixing the, the camp and stuff makes sense. Because that's, that's like an HOA, right? Yeah, yeah. But to cover him getting to travel seems like some real bullshit. Yeah. $300 per family for the profit's van. Obviously. Very <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have that. Fees for wood and... To beat the children with. Apparently. <laughs> and also uh, $5.50 $5. per adult and $3 per child f- a weekend for meals. So I don't know why, because it, it specified weekend meals, so I don't know, mm. I don't know why, but Yeah, that's weird. According to one former member, William did start to change throughout the years. He got what they called, well, the members. A big head. This power-like thing. That's how <laughs> they described trip. it. Uh, and he would threaten to kill himself if anyone left the cult, so people <laughs> were afraid to say anything about what was going on at the camp. Oh my God. Or leave because they not that they didn't want to have that on there yeah like not that not that that's funny but like that was not what i was expecting you to say yeah that's why i laughed it's not funny to joke about killing yourself that's not okay but that's crazy apparently apparently being the leader of the cult wasn't enough for william he also wanted to become someone that people feared he eventually decided that uh installing a whipping block would be a good way to do this gross so that punishments could take place in front of all of the adults and children at the camp oh my god yeah uh children obviously had no rights obviously and the whipping block was to keep them compliant two former members stated that even if they wanted to leave or escape they were made to promise that they would leave their children behind Ugh. yeah and how do you do that right like if ugh, if you're gonna leave you're not going to leave your kids behind. Right. Because I feel like if you're in the mindset of wanting to leave, you're probably not in the mindset of wanting to beat your children. Right. Because the first time I thought about it, I was like, oh, well, if they're willing to they're willing to beat their children, but they're not willing to leave them behind. But then in my mind, I'm like, okay, the same people are probably wanting to leave. Right. Are probably not the ones who are wanting, obviously, to right. hurt their own children. So You would hope. You'd think. Yeah. Uh, now, the reason that this cult kind of came to my attention is because of what happened in the summer of 1983. 83, you said, right? Yep. Three? Okay. On June 29th, 1983, 12-year-old John Yarbo went on his lunch break from his work detail when he didn't return to work after that. Uh, according to testimony, two cult members, Larry Branson and Theodore Jones, found John and placed him in the cult's homemade wooden stocks, which immobilized his head, hands, and feet. And John struggled while the two men struck him over 30 times with a three to four foot tree limb. Oh my God. The men didn't tell John's mother, Ethel Yarbo, that they had disciplined John and Ethel, who was, quote, 
very faithful in raising her children, end quote. So very willing to beat her children, end quote. Admitted that she beat her son again several hours later after Larry and Theodore had beat him. On July 2nd, a cult member testified that she witnessed John being dragged into the gymnasium by other members while he was being hit repeatedly in the head with with cult members' fists as well as repeatedly in the back with a stick. She also witnessed John fall back hitting a freezer that was kept in the building. On July 3rd, John's mom Ethel admitted to hitting him about four times with a broomstick. According to her, she beat him because he was refusing to eat, but then she later changed her answer to say that she beat him because he wouldn't go outside to exercise, maybe because he had just been beaten for like three days in a row almost. Jesus Christ. During this beating, she tore up the bottom of John's feet. Ugh. Early in the morning of July 4th, 1983, John was found unresponsive in his bed. Four members of the cult wrapped John's body in a quilt, put him in the back of a pickup truck, and drove him to the South Haven Community community Hospital, where they literally just dropped him off, (gasps) and he was officially pronounced dead. This obviously prompted an investigation into the House of Judah, and William was quoted saying about the death of John that the kid just got a beating and he died, so to me, that's an act of God. The mother of the kid- yeah, the mother of the kid was one of the most strict women in the camp. She had permission to give him the whooping he needed, end quote. Ugh, it's just, it went from bad to just way worse. Yeah. Like, that is victim blaming at its absolute peak. Like, yes. that's exactly what victim blame is. Well, he's dead, but it's his fault because he was a, a child. Yeah. And the it was justified. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, bleh. When police arrived to the camp, they found up to 66 children, which uh, they did observe. Some of the children had bruises, while other had even others had even more severe injuries. This day, they took away 11 children. That's it. And then a few days later, a judge re- uh, ordered the removal of the remaining 55. Okay, good. So all 66 children were taken away from the camp and put into child protective services. Some of the children were eventually given back to their parents who were still on the camp. Some were given to a, par- like a parent who maybe wasn't at the camp. Who, like left or something. Yeah, or you know, maybe it was like a divorce. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them were adopted out to new families. The beating death of John brought manslaughter convictions against his mother, as well as enslavement convictions against William Lewis himself. Good. I believe he spent three years in prison. That's it? For enslavement. I don't know. I don't. I feel like it should be more than that, but. Yeah. There was also two other members of the cult who were convicted in John's death, but I couldn't find out exactly who they were. Okay. I don't know if it was the two men who originally beat him with the tree limb i don't know um but it said that more i after everything you've already said i totally forgot it was a tree limb yeah oh my god yeah i hate everything about this thank you so much you're very welcome okay in 1984 uh william moved his house of judah community to wet kumpa Due to religious prosecution, he said. He ah. 
He didn't like the religious prosecution happening. Oh, so you didn't like being held responsible for your shitty decisions yeah. and your illegal activity and the beating of children? Oh, you poor thing. And by 1986, the House of Judah had begun its decline. So 1986 is when the trial happened okay. and he started serving his time okay. behind bars. Okay. He did get out, obviously, um, and they did try to... I don't want to say like revi- like revitalize maybe get the yeah. get it going build it back up yeah basically right but it never really seemed to get off the the ground again which is good gosh I wonder fucking why yeah his I know his sons were arrested for robbery at one point it just seemed like there was a lot of stuff that kind of hindered this which was great because they he doesn't that is what we call an act of god yeah literally that's (laughs) karma bitch so thankfully that might be the title (laughs) it's karma bitch bitch. (laughs) (laughs) so thankfully after john's death it did did seem to kind of end the the house of judah which is good yeah Uh, it's terrible that something tragic had to have happened for this and he was like what you said 12 12 yeah god i work with 12 year olds oh and it was so sad too because there was one article i saw where it said he had promised his sister that he was gonna get the two of them out one way or another and and the sister was like well he got out just not you know in the oh the way we wanted i know like got got i could have gone my whole life not knowing that okay yeah oh that poor thing I hope she wasn't the one one of the ones that was returned, and I hope she went and lived a happy. Safe I would life. assume she probably wasn't returned. You would hope, considering not. her mom was. That's true. That's true. That's true. And I didn't see anything about a dad. So okay, so maybe she went and lived with dad and was happy and healthy yeah. and safe for the yeah. rest of her life. We can hope, and still is. Uh, William Lewis ended up dying in August of two thousand four, and it said that his obituary was very uh, nondescript for the life he lived. It was just like. This is a guy, he lived and moved from here to here, and, and now he's dead. He died. <laughs> Good. Good riddance. And he's probably in hell. Oh, yeah. For More sure. Than, oh, he is in hell. For sure. <laughs> so, joke's on him. <laughs> um, And that is the story of the House of Judah. Sad. Yeah, I hated that. So That was not fun for any of us. Kind but of. Thank you so you much. Know, a little bit of a cult, <laughs> a little bit of true crime there. So, we got to kind of get a little bit of chi- child abuse. You know, everything you need in a story. Yeah, terrible. So, my sources, (laughs) coleducation.com, fosterdickens.com, www.rn.org, and www.mylive.com. All right, our socials are mwmadnesspodcast on Instagram. That is also our Gmail. And then... Midwest Madness Facebook group on Facebook. Cool. We have you guys. We have you guys. What? <laughs> we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Oh, and uh, do you have Monday off? Yeah. We have Monday off. Woo. I have a bachelorette party this weekend. So. Oh, who's? Lauren's. Oh, fun. Smart. Good job, Lauren. That was smart. Just like Allie's last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Crazy. Okay. Have a great week, you guys. Bye.